up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on early break. It's been a wild show so far, but we're going to... we're gonna It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. A little surly, but we're, we're carrying Surly? On. I'd say interesting. Okay. But you know what? The show goes on. we got a lot of stuff coming up this hour, including right now. So we are joining the phone by Kansas head football coach Lance Leipold. Lance, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I tell you what. You guys were one of the, the best stories in all of college football this year, making a bowl game, uh, lost a close bowl game to Arkansas, which was a great game. But I'm curious, Lance, we talked to you before the season, and you make it to a you know, make it to the postseason. Just kind of describe the atmosphere in Lawrence this year and, and, and what it felt like to get Kansas back on the map after many years in the desert. Well, first of all, good morning, gentlemen. It's good to be with you, and happy Friday, and uh... – Thank you. Thank you. And, good morning. And Bill, and Bill, good to see you on the other side of the of the night. Now you're going to be second-guessing everything that all us coaches do. Oh, I so, can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. I know. Yeah, it's going to be a well, lot of fun. I'm a, I'll start with you, too, most of the time. I'll lead I, I, would, I, I wouldn't expect anything, anything less. I just want to hear your name in that little header coming out of commercial. I think yeah. Sip's got to get that changed. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm nowhere but, involved uh, in the deal. Yeah, I, I don't get my name anywhere. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah we have to cover it. Yeah, it, it it was a it was a, a nice season for us. Took a huge step as a program, Jake. Uh, it was, um, I don't you know I don't try to say what the what the schedule is you know, and and Bill can attest to this. You know, you're you're in the moment. You're trying to get your 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 team and your program better each and every day, in, in a lot of different ways. And and you know, many times you talk about things like you know what is the process and what you're doing and what is what is changing a culture and what do you want your culture to be? And many times you make it a lot of positive steps, but it doesn't always show up on a scoreboard on, on Saturday. We were fortunate to, to get off to a, to an excellent start, something that hadn't been, uh, you know, seen in, in this area in a while. And, uh, when you asked what it was like, uh, you know, we were, we were able to sell out three straight home games and it was, uh, an atmosphere in Lawrence, Kansas that hasn't been here since probably 2008. Mm-hmm. College, college game day came to Lawrence for the very first time. Uh, probably crowd ratings, everything that at least they throw in front of me showed that it was one of the best outings that college game day had had. Mm. And, uh, and it was a vibe and, and, we went toe to toe with TCU, who played for the national championship. We lost our starting quarterback in the first half, and still had a chance to to win that ball game late. So, uh, a lot of great things. Then, then of course, kind of you know took you know hit a little wall, and you know and lost some games. But this group kept competing. We we beat a ranked Oklahoma State team to uh, secure our first bowl bid in in about twelve years. So again, another huge step. And you mentioned the Arkansas game. We Fell behind quite a bit early, but uh, really, really proud of. Uh, I think really is kind of the testament of of where we are at as a program, and and last year's team is 
this group never gave up, gave up and they and they played well. We we were down three scores late and found a way to to tie it up in in regulation and battle through three overtimes before falling short, which all now propels us into where we're at now into the off season and. Uh, you know, we're about three weeks away from starting spring practice. Lance Leipold, 58-year-old Lance Leipold from Lawrence, Kansas, joins what us. Is, what, why did you have to put my <laughs> He always does it. <laughs> if he's younger than you, he always does it. Like that, that, that's simple deal. You know, Tampa 2. Yeah, Tampa 2. He tries to handle all the technical questions. I told Lance him that and, you used to call me Tampa 2 yeah. because of my extraordinary knowledge of the game. So these two guys here, Lance, it's just, you know, that combined football – High school and yep. college is zero. Uh, zero. That's what we're dealing with. Size. Size. It's zero. It's just so. Groans at us. All right, I'm going to keep this on the tracks here. Jalen Daniels, Lance. Jalen Daniels returning as your starting quarterback. I will tell you that I, 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 I'd watch your games in part because I loved watching Jalen Daniels play. What did it mean to your program? Did it, did it mean something in terms of credibility that that young man elected to come back? Oh, absolutely. And the nice thing, he's got two years back. He, just for, for your listeners to understand, and, and, and first of all, he's a great young man. He's got charisma, energy, smile on his face all the time. Um, he's a guy that, you know, in our first year, in our first year and in, in arriving late and, and all those things, we were trying to redshirt Jalen. Uh, we were forced to play him. He leads us to a victory down at Texas against against the Longhorns. And and elected to then start the next two games and burn his redshirt year and really gave you know um, really a sacrifice. Uh, and, and in today's world, that's not always the case because he wanted to help this football program move in a positive direction. Absolutely a huge boost for us, for him to uh, have, a, have the opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, um, come back. Mm-hmm. He could have went pro. He could have been a portal guy. And he, you know, a lot of options these days for these guys. But – for him, he wants to help this program in each and every way. And after getting hurt in that TCU game and getting him back late in the season, all those things are huge positive for a team like us that has 10 of the 11 uh, offensive starters returning. Lance, <clears throat> it was very well uh, very well known that one of the big issues at Kansas was that they were upside down, probably were upside down when you came in, in with, terms of- with scholarships is it was very hard to get back to the 85 scholarships just because of attrition where scholarships were lost. You would sign your 25, but through everything, you always ended up in the 70s, 60s. And then now with the, the now that you, that you don't have initial signers, it was, was that a situation you had to deal with? And where are you at right now as far as scholarships? Are you back up to speed? Well, that's a great question. And it is, it, it was a unique uh, situation that this program had been upside down and upside down probably in some other ways and, and that we we're trying to get ourselves back to. And, and, and not having that hard count of a 25 allowed us uh, and, and really lined up also with the portal and those opportunities because we were close in some ways, Bill. But, you know, when I got the job, there were. You know, I probably had a half a dozen walk-ons that walked in and said I was promised a scholarship and all these things, and and I didn't have record of any of that. And and there's stuff like that that you're going through. You know, first of all, are you at your number? And then you got to be at your number where you really need to be to be competitive on a consistent basis. So yes, we've been there. Um, uh, you know, that rule definitely did help a program like this get itself in in a better position. And now we're. Between changing a little, you know, from a three-man front defense to a four-man front, uh, schematically offense, 
Um, our scholarship numbers were, were offense and defensively way out of whack, and even positionally some some areas were heavily loaded in scholarships and others. And to be a consistent football program and one that we want to be, we've got to get some other things still straightened out that we're working through. But all this is definitely heading in the right direction. Joined by Lance Leipold, who was, I mean, he's done in, incredible things at Kansas. He did incredible things at Wisconsin Whitewater. He is 109-6 and six at Wisconsin Whitewater, won six national titles, went to Buffalo after that. Buffalo was a train wreck, left there with three bowl appearances and a 37-33 and 33 record. My question is this, Division Three to the MAC to the Big 12, how significant were those jumps, and did, did, they, did one prepare you for the next? Yeah, I, I think they all have, Steve, in different ways. And, I, you know, there's – you know, I, I said in my opening press conference at Buffalo that football is football. Now, that's there, – there's some truth to that, uh, but, the, but there's so many other things that happen in each one of these stops. And a lot of it has to do with resources and has to do with the amount of people that, that touch your, your program and organization, the amount of people that you have to keep on the same page. And now there's pluses and minuses. The, the jump from the MAC to the Big 12, to me, I couldn't believe the amount of people that, that A, were in the staff meetings, yeah. that they're the resources that you yeah, have, yeah. that when you're the Division three guy, you're doing it all yourself or with one or two other guys, and your coaches are doing multiple things. Mm-hmm. This is more uh, specialized uh, division of labor, mm-hmm. and there's uh, other opportunities. But the biggest thing, especially like when there's a – if we have a guy from the portal that played at the group of five level – it, and it's nothing against those programs because, as you said, I spent six years there. Is It's a night and day difference for a young man to have the resources and the people that can touch their lives that allow them to, to do everything possible to reach their goals. And then, of course, playing at a, at a, at a, you know, a different level against different competition each and every week allows them to be evaluated for the next level in a different way. But they are different. But also, you know, you end up doing more things like this. You have more people scrutinize what you do on a daily basis. You have more people that are involved and um, are interested in what you're doing and the people that you have to continue to make, uh, you know, uh, build relationships. you got to build relationships in your program to keep your players. You've got to recruit. you got donors, boosters, all the other things. There's a lot more to it. And uh, I learn each and every day, but uh, – you know, this is a, a great opportunity and a great fit for us here in Lawrence. Lance, when it comes to, obviously, I've always talked about how coaching matters so much. So you go to Whitewater, okay? And let's just talk about coaching. Sometimes I talk about someone that can, you have two teams, he takes a team, you take a team, you beat them. Then the next day they switch the teams, and then you beat them, you beat him with your guys. I always felt you were one of those type of coaches. I'm not trying to, you know, make things crazy and – uh and, and blow things up for you, but the numbers at Whitewater are ridiculous. They had never won a national championship. You won six, and they haven't won one since. Jake, they haven't won one since. Incredible. So that has to that. I mean, that that just resonates. I don't know if people know that that they said you won six national championships. You lost six games and won over a hundred to be able to have that, and then probably got looked at a few times. And luckily, Buffalo took a chance on you. But that is a incredible number of how that how that all took place. Do you ever just call Mountain Unions? 
and stuff and just have just, just or just send a picture of you over to their to their SID and just uh, of, of yourself and just say no okay you don't do that you don't do that but, well, but how did you I, I how guess, did you get that turned ahead. around how did you get that done to make that I mean that that was six national championships and I'm not sure how many years it was in there eight eight years so eight to, years and and the two that the, the two that you didn't win it were you in the championship game were you in the playoffs one one of the two we lost the championship and one year we didn't qualify and uh and again, that can be the, the, the fine line sometimes. I guess, uh, A, I appreciate that. Well, and I'll, I'll answer part of those a little bit is one is, first of all, my, our strength coach is a Mount Union grad, and so is our quarterback coach. And, and, uh, and Matt Gilderson, our strength coach, played while we were coaching there. And the great thing is, I want people that have been a part of winning programs and understand, and in many ways, understand why with, um, do more with less. I think that sometimes, so when you look at making the jump, Danny White, um, current Tennessee athletic director, was is a extreme outside-the-box thinker, um, and, and he took a chance on a Division three coach making the jump to the Mid-American Conference. So always will be grateful to Danny and, and what he's doing. But um, I think all those things about, you know, is in building programs, whether you're at Wisconsin, Whitewater, Buffalo, Kansas, Nebraska, or Alabama or Georgia is is staying in the moment to keep working on getting better. And I, I thought the one thing that we did at Whitewater was through all, even at the smallest level of success of, of you know, whether it be going honored at the Milwaukee Bucks game or going to the state capital or whatever mm-hmm. those things which are big things when you're when you're playing at that level, those were sometimes, you know, the senior the outgoing seniors and the underclassmen were gonna were gonna you know, keep working to get their opportunity to do it and to match the standard and to keep working and sur- and surpass some of the expectations and have internal daily competition that I have to stay hungry, focused, and working to, to continue this and not let something slip. And uh, we also kept pushing the envelope on how we could improve and, and find ways within our staffing model and funding and resources and all those things, I think, holistically, put us in a very good position to have an opportunity like that in. And when you, when you read those things, Steve, or when you're going through that is, mm-hmm. I don't think you really understand what's really being accomplished until you step aside after it's been said and done. Mm. And Bill, you've been a part of a national championship and other great programs as well at the, at the FBS level. And you know, it in the moment, you don't even fully understand sometimes exactly. everything that you've overcome to, to obtain that. And it's pretty special. So my Kansas head football coach Lance Lightpool in the early break. Lance, I'm curious, you know, again, you inherited a, a bad situation at Kansas. You go three and nine the first year. You make a bowl game this past year. I'm curious in terms of like the reception on the recruiting trail for you compared to what it was when you started to now. You guys are on the map. You you had a good year. How has it changed in terms of you know approaching recruits now compared what compared to what it was when you first started? Definitely, definitely different, and it's been exciting because, uh, and and one of the things I guess I you know probably locally to to some of your listeners one of our things when we talked about jalen daniels i meant to uh, interject earlier is former off nebraska offense coordinator matt lubick is an analyst for us and matt's contributions and if you watch us offensively and andy cole nicky our offensive coordinator has done an outstanding job where uh, i don't know how many times people say they like watching our offense and it's exciting and you know yeah, it, it is. you know and and we do a lot of different things in a lot of different ways and and again, because we're probably not going to line up on on a 
you know, on a recruiting chart with stars and awards and stuff and, and go personnel with personnel. So we've got to be creative. We've got to find ways to do mm. things and give things different looks. But those are some of the things that we've been able to do that. So the same thing is now when we go into, you know, even towards the end of last year, the win at Texas gave us a little more credibility walking into high schools in, in, in Texas and in Dallas, Houston especially. It, it happened again this year when people watch us. People have taken notice, and, and, and the thing they also see is I, I hope they see that we're doing it consistently like we have at other places. I think we do it the right way for the young men, and, we, and we, we're trying to really build the continuity within the head, from the head coach to assistance through the program that really what it takes to have sustainable success at the division one level. And I think head coaches are, are, are appreciating that and, and, um, and passing that along to the young men. And, and I think the young men and families are, are taking notice. Joined by Lance Leipold, head coach at Kansas. Lance, you are not, you are a game manager. You do not have your head buried in a play sheet. Have you, have you ever done that as a head coach? Have you ever been a play caller? And what are the advantages of not having your head buried in a play sheet? No, well, no, I haven't, Steve. And this goes back to the, probably the first thing when you talked about my first time as a head coach. Uh-huh. You, you know, to me, uh, program structure, discipline, you know, ways of running the program were important. And what I found out usually is, especially when you have at the lower levels and you don't have people in your building each and every day, you're putting out small fires trying to take mm-hmm. care of business and that. And I even learned it at the Division Two level when I coached 10 years in Omaha with Pat yeah. Burns is that yeah. usually sometime along the head coach is going to get a phone call, a, distru- uh, a, a disruption, somebody's going to come in, a player's going to come in with an issue that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if you're going to be the play caller, you have other people, and you stop to take you've got to make a choice mm-hmm. and where are you going to put it? And to me, um, I probably gave up the fun part of coaching, <laughs> the fun part of scheming and doing those things to make sure that I felt that, um, the program had it, had its other components. So with that, um, I've had to step aside and, and then that goes back into your hires and the people that you have and the people that you trust. And I also could take more time to work on things that are needed, whether that be externally with alums and boosters and fundraising. Maybe there's points and things I have to work with my administration. Maybe mm-hmm. there's things and conversations with players. Mm-hmm. So I, I've taken that approach. Um, there's days I, I truly, truly miss it. Um, and uh, But at the same time, I think I get to help. Um, really, I'm kind of, I call myself like the finish coach, the tempo coach, because the hustle coach, because when, when a play is completed in practice, and Bill could probably attest to this, most of the time the coaches are all putting their eyes down on the script, mm-hmm. and they're looking for the next play, and they're doing things. Well, I'm watching how our transition goes. Are we finishing it with good ball security? Are we tagging or, or wrapping up the right way? Mm-hmm. Everybody's in such a hurry to move to the next play. Mm-hmm. I have a chance to kind of watch the smaller details, and mm-hmm. we really think that some of those smaller details many times are what, what helps a program like Kansas or Buffalo close the gap. Or Nebraska. Lance, uh, obviously we have a, a tie. Uh, I was able to be at the University of Wisconsin two times, one under Coach Alvarez, and a lot of people don't know this, obviously, that you were a uh, graduate assistant at Wisconsin. We were there together. And so we had time that we, that we, uh, that we spent together. So there's a couple of questions I need to get answered if I could, okay? And then, we'll, then we'll get to some schematics of the office at Wisconsin. When you're getting an old, when you're getting an old fashioned, you're getting a regular old fashioned or a brandy old fashioned. 
geez, I haven't had an old fashioned forever. And if I did, of course, being in Wisconsin, it'd have to be a, a, a brandy. Thank you. Fashion. Thank you very much <laughs> yeah. for those people in Wisconsin. Yeah. Thank you. Cause that, yeah. that was it. That was really wasn't a trick question, but if you just said in regular old fashioned right now, what happened at that? It's not, they'd knock it out of your hand. They yeah. would no, knock it. Yeah, it's brandy. They, they would throw hands. Now, yeah. now, if we go back 30 years, Bill, and we go back to when well, you're a grad assistant and you, we talk about resources, Sip, okay. Yes. And, and Jay, we talk about the things that are here in the amount like food and, and, and quantity of things that young men get today. Mm-hmm. Back when we were Jay, we we prayed somebody was bringing in donuts or bags. Oh my god! And I, I and my my first my first thing I can remember at Bill Bush is having a uh, dry a uh, box of cereal in his drawer that he that that's how he was living when he first came. Honey, and he literally Cheerios. had to make ends meet yeah. by bringing in a box of cereal. That is, that, that, that is, so here's my next question to you. If you had to go to one place again right now, would you go to Bratz or Gritty? Am I, I'd go to Bratz. Go to Bratz. Okay. Why is that? Why? Was, uh, the Nitty Gritty is more the uh, – it was a breakfast – or a, it was a birthday bar. Okay, okay. Sip, so that just – so everybody go there for their birthday. Oh, God, I'm everybody staying away is, from that. Yeah, yeah. So and, that, and when you're 50, as you told everyone, since 58, you're 58 years 58, old. 58, going on 59. Going back to the – okay. So – and I'm a bratwurst guy. I'm just – I'm not hiding that at all. That Now, question – that this is something you could probably add to this, and maybe you'll have a good story to add to this. So – when we were in the office, we remember we, we met upstairs. Remember the stairs we walked up to the staff room, Lance? Yep. So we have to go yep. up there. And you remember we'd be in the office, and there would be a discrepancy on whether or not and someone would be able you know, get the tape. And we all know where Boomer was uh, down down the hall. and where the, So back then it was VHS tape, and there was no click on, on a computer. It was, it was get the tape. Walk through yep. because we all had to do it. Did we walk or did we have to run to get the, to get the tape? Run. You ran in the as Who a graduate. Run? Who made you run? You just ran. You really? just knew to run. You, you just did. Tell the story, Lance. Tell how did. it went down. Just tell how it went down. Because I took over yeah, when you yeah. left it as as the running guy. Yeah, you had to run it down and go get it from from. And for those in that know Nebraska, well, like back when Coach Osborne or, or Coach Solich was there, like you know, Boomer was Pat O'Connor. He was like Kenny Fisher and some of the others that that were were kind of in the back caves of uh, and look doing the first screening of, uh, of, of talent. So you had to hurry up and go get it from them. And there was, and I think that's when you go through is we also had to wear a shirt and tie every day, every day, but but, but, you know, when everyone, you know, when you talk about a culture and and changing a program, you know, the year that I joined 1991, coach Alvarez came off a one in 10 season, but things were changing. And there was, there was no doubt about the energy that, and the and the confidence that coach had, the energy of Dan McCarney, you know, and of course Nebraska fans can, you know, whatever you say, Bill Callahan and Brad Childress were on the offensive side of the ball on that staff. So you look at uh, the type of people that we were able to surround ourselves with. Where you look back and you're you're extremely extremely fortunate. So when when like so when, so we'd been there with Lance. So when Jim Huber would walk by. The, he had the running backs at the time, a long-time offensive line coach. If he walked by the office at like 5 o'clock, the, all the GAs are in there. We're in, we're, in, we're in a shirt and tie. You guys were wearing shirt and ties? Absolutely. Really? We, every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. We, we could take them off as we went after to, to, towards to practice, like what, 1 o'clock, something like that, go down and we'd change, Lance. Yeah. 
at that time. You always, you, and you always had a shirt and tie behind the door. My nickname for Lance yeah. has always been sweatsuit because he always wears sweatsuits. But he was wearing a shirt and tie. Yeah, it looked very good. Sweatsuit. Yeah. And, and if you, and if you, I wore, I wore a tie more in a week than you have in your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a hundred percent accurate. That's a hundred percent. But it was, yeah, it was, maybe. it was great having a chance to to, to work with Lance. Uh, yeah. Uh, when 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 I got there, Lance, uh, you know, showed me through the ropes of everything there was. But he was he was right. I know. After Lance left, I was in charge of the scouts. And and remember, Lance, that team that you had because Lance won the first um, uh, Rose Bowl with those guys. And me and Lance had something in common because we both went to the Tokyo Bowl just a couple years apart. But that team was loaded. And so the scouts were insane coming in. And so I was in charge of the scouts. We had to walk them over to – remember where the bubble was at, Lance, and those rooms up there? And that's where the scouts would watch the film. So when I'd walk out, they'd all be sitting there. And my first question, I'd go, who brought donuts? And three guys would raise their hand. I'm like, great, you three come with me. The rest of you guys wait. I'd make them wait. I would make it at that hand to God. I would, I would, I would make them wait and go and set them out that because you know why? The donut was critical, wasn't it, Lance? Because there was no, there was no food. There was, there was no training table at lunch. There was none of nope. that. Nope. There was none of, that, none of those things. So, but it's a great opportunity. And and uh, I've always said they asked Lance, and maybe you can can, can uh, add in on this. I said that one of the things that Coach Alvarez was so good at is how. He had the pulse of the team. Could you add to that? Yeah, he, you know, again, he was, uh, to me, I, I say a master because it came in, the, in, in many things, you know, it was such a, you know, his utmost respect for Bob Devaney was one thing. Mm-hmm. His time with Hayden Fry was another part. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he always had his time with Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. So when he talked about many things in the early days of a staff meeting, he always kind of picked which one he was trying to work to but when he had the pulse of the team but he always talked about early about sending the message of the week or what it would be for the season and he always would say if you repeat it enough times and when and when you really know they're they're getting it is when they're repeating things that he has said when they get interviewed mm. and then you know they're believing and mm. where it's at and you know 25 30 years later we've we've just redefined it and words like culture words like player-led program Mm -hmm. a lot of those things were never talked about in those terms but to me he was one of the best and and again you listen to former husker players talk about their time in the 90s those are some of the same things and those are some of the best guys and that have been able to do it and and that's why so many people you know respect Coach Osborne, Coach Alvarez, and 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 guys like Bill and I are are so fortunate um, to have those opportunities to be under those people. Yes, Lance. When what was the energy level like? Explain to these guys at Wisconsin, nine on seven, offensive coaches versus defensive coaches, offense versus <laughs> defense. Was that not not the most insane, important period of the day? It was, and and again, that was part of. Again, we mentioned the people that in the programs where a lot of these guys came from and, and the intensity of, uh, again, uh, Wisconsin wasn't going to line up complete talent wise against Ohio state and Michigan and, and Penn state was entering the big 10 at that time. So how were we going to be able to do it? And that was by being physical, mm-hmm. being able to stop the run, being able to run the ball, control it and use play action pass. And, and, um, and it was all going to start at that, at that part of the uh, part of the day, and and we we're going to line it up, and and uh, 
heck, we probably hit more in those, you know, in those periods than what you're even allowed to hit these days. So, but uh, again, it's all about mentality and culture. And, and, you know, I know we haven't talked about it, but I, I think right there in Lincoln, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, um, you know, Travis hired Matt Rule as somebody that personifies that. I think there's a lot of things there in his background that 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 kind of relates back to some of those areas, and mm-hmm. and I think the the physical brand of football that that uh, the Big Ten's known for, I, I think, will be right there in in Lincoln this fall. Okay. Awesome. Well, Coach, it has been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for all the the stories, the intel. It's been fun to have you. Uh, th- congrats on a great year, and we and we wish you good luck in the year ahead, also. Yeah, Jake, I, mean, I feel bad we didn't even get you in this one as much. But oh, we'll, we'll talk like about uh, Steve's dietary habits next time we I can come do that. Yeah, okay. yeah, in Tampa, too. In, in Tampa, Tampa, too. Tampa too. Stuff, yeah, the technical that. stuff, that would be outstanding. Like that, his. All right. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. That's <laughs> Lance, Lance Leipold, head football hmm. coach at Kansas. 109. I'm glad Bill, Bill, Bill asked me to look up some information. I usually just kind of do work for Bill. Now, um, he asked me to to, to, work, to look up some information, and it was – I didn't know. Bill had a good idea. He was on a treadmill last night, and he, and he had it a good idea. Treadmill. Yeah. yeah. Jake, it, it is. I want to make this – Watching Groundhog Day. I'll, I want to emphasize this. 109-6 and six at Whitewater. That's what Lance was. He won Jeez. six national titles. They have not sniffed a national title since he's been gone. Like Bill said, coaching matters. It matters. He also mentioned something, Lance, specialized division of labor. I hope you guys listen to that because I, I get tired of carrying the show. <laughs> you, hear, you hear the music? Yeah. The music's going let's right break. Let's, go, let's go to break. Let's t- <laughs> yeah. We're going to break. Division of labor. Yeah. That means yeah. Yeah. let's divide this up a little bit more. Okay. okay. More next early break on the ticket. More next early break.